Welcome to issue 4 of the Attention Span Newsletter by me, Canan Maraşligil. I'm a writer, a literary translator, an artist and a curator of cultural programs based in Amsterdam. Every other week, I take the time to reflect and offer a glimpse of how I see the world through the lens of culture, art, translation, poetry and literature. Each issue has a short essay, a nerdy look at translation, a page from one of my notebooks, and in this issue you have two pages, and a list of things to read, watch, or listen to. For those among you who prefer an audio experience to the email, I am reading the newsletter to you. You can also support my work via Patreon for only 3 euros a month. Visit the page patreon.com slash the attention span and since the recording of the newsletter which i did send on time last week was delayed i'm gonna share with you a little behind the scenes which the readers on the email will not get unless you're reading both reading and listening of course in which case i do love you thank you for being there I am recording this in my closet. Yes, it's true what they say about podcasters hiding in their closets to get the perfect sound. Right now, it is exactly where I am. Back in the closet. Yes, pause for laughs. <laughs> Let's move to the essay. My gestures. On 3 and 4 June 2023... I had some work in progress shown at the Power of Play exhibition in London, organized by Workshop Grow, a school and community of artists founded by Natasha Caruana, which I joined in January 2023. It has been an immense step for me to allow myself to take the time and create the space my artistic and literary practices need in my life. The artists, writers, poets and all sorts of makers among you would recognize this constant juggle between work that brings us the cash we need to lead a decent living and let's face it, the neoliberal politics we live in don't make it easy at all and our artistic practices which necessitate effort and time before they can turn into income streams if they ever do. So... Workshop Grow has been a home for me and my process, and I couldn't think of a better place to share a glimpse of my gestures for the first time than in the exhibition. My inspiration to frame my artistic practice under a variety of gestures was born from reading the essays in a book titled Gestures by media theorist, philosopher, writer Wilhelm Flusser, Translated to English by Nancy Ann Roth. In this book, Flusson writes about many gestures. The gesture of writing, the gesture of listening to music, the gesture of painting, the gesture of shaving, and many more. The way he has described the gestures inspired me to look at my own gestures and use his book as a departure point and not an adaptation to explore further what my gestures mean when I create and what they become when I share them with people through different formats. I first started to share these explorations on Instagram with a dedicated account at my.gestures. 
For the Power of Play exhibition, I presented two booklets, which we could also call sketchbooks. I've used paper sample catalogs to showcase the process and with this format, highlight this is work in progress and also play, in the hope that visitors would feel comfortable just taking them in their hand, flipping through the little cards, discovering the images and reading the short notes on the different gestures I am sharing. The gesture of pressing flowers, the gesture of the self-portrait, the gesture of feeding birds, the gesture of praying, the gesture of tenderness, the gesture of image transfers. There are many, but to me, the first gesture of all is the gesture of writing, which in itself includes so many others, such as choosing a notebook, filling the fountain pen with ink, pressing lavender flowers in between pages. This process is endless. Like Wilhelm Flusser, I am a multilingual writer. I move easily from one language to another in one sentence as I speak, write, dream. Unlike Flusser, I'm no media theories. I also am not an academic. I write from experience, from practice, not from theory. Sometimes concepts, always from my reality and biography. Flusser wrote on a range of gestures, from writing to shaving or listening to music. He wrote his essays in the beginning of the 90s in German. I've read the translation in English by Nancy Ann Roth, which is the text I refer to in my own process of exploring my own gestures. I would like to share one specific gesture in more details with you. The gesture of praying and of photographing loved ones praying. During my visits to Istanbul and Brussels in recent years, I have photographed the women in my family praying. One is my late grandmother. We lost her in September 2022. And I feel blessed for having captured these moments, which I cherish today. This is a reflection I will add into the gesture of photography, how it can also become an essential ritual of grief before grief even occurs. In my family, some of us pray, some don't. Some are pious, others not at all. This creates a wide variety of ways we experience spirituality and belief. If we concentrate on gestures, there are several happening here. The gesture of praying, the gesture of photographing loved ones praying, and then sharing the gesture of praying in an artistic format. Where these photographs are taken is important too. Praying in Brussels doesn't mean the same as praying in Istanbul in 2020. But in these women's hearts, their connection to their beliefs is what matters. In the current political and highly polarized context in Western Europe, where I am based and where my work is created, the gesture of sharing loved ones praying is in itself an attempt to counter Islamophobic discourses and offer beauty and complexity in a highly polarized society.
I have many more gestures and I'm exploring the ways in which I can make them encounter readers, viewers, listeners. Like many of my artistic or literary projects, this one is a process too. And I'm in no hurry. I trust the gesture of keeping doing the work. On translation. I recently had to translate the word heimway from Dutch into English. But the only word I could find fitting was the Turkish equivalent, gurbet. The word gurbet is both a place and a state. A place, usually a foreign country, that is far away from one's homeland, in which one lives for work. And... The state or feeling of being a stranger and or longing for one's homeland. Gurbet is a word that is emotionally charged because it also carries the pain created by homesickness and the impossibility to grieve the home left behind because hope of return always remains. In the Turkish language, it's enough to add a suffix, j to a word to make it a profession or an occupation. For example, tamir, repair, plus j, tamir j, is a repair person. Sharkı, song, plus j, becomes sharkıcı, and then that's a singer. Same thing with a simit, simitçi, simit seller, çiçek, flower, çiçekçi, flower seller. And there exists such a word related to gurbet as well. Gurbetçi. The one who longs for his, her, their homeland. So the emotional state becomes an occupation. The migrant wears gurbet like an uniform. One that knows no boundary between work and life. Being a gurbetçi becomes a constant state of being. So yeah, that's a word that always gets to me and which I always find impossible to translate. Yet, I believe many of you, even if you don't understand the word gurbet, feel like gurbetchi. Now, listening, watching and reading. Black and White, three poems by Nisrin Barki, translated from Dutch to English by Michelle Hutchison. Publish on Words Without Borders in their May 2023 edition. And if you can read Dutch, I would also urge you to go dive into Mbarki's poetry collection, Overloos. I just finished writing an essay about the work of this tremendous poet. I have the immense chance to call a friend. I will, of course, link uh, to the Words Without Borders site in the show notes. To tell a story from 1983... Whenever I feel a bit lost and I'm yearning for listening to people, taking the time to respond to one another and reflect on the world in a deep conversation, I watch this conversation on storytelling between John Berger and Suzanne Sontag. This video is on YouTube and I will also link to it in the show notes. And something to listen to. AI Meets World, part one, on the White Matters podcast. 
I've been interested in AI, especially in relation to automated translation, for years now, but I have not dived into what it means and how it works enough to form any kind of reflection. So I'm starting to gather information, knowledge and experiences so I can participate in this important conversation. Someday, in the near future, hopefully, with tools and not just based on fear of the unknown. And this, epi- this episode is a good start and I will link to it in the show notes. And now, last but not least, a page from one of my notebooks, like in every issue, except that this one I have sh- this time I have shared uh, two pages. Um, since I wrote about my gestures, I'm sharing these specific pages which come from the sketchbooks that were exhibited in the exhibition. They contain some photographs that I have uh, printed and pasted into the little pages uh, of the catalog, the sample paper catalog, which I used as a sketchbook. And it's actually striking now that I look at them and try to describe them to you. Um, One of them, two pages facing each other. One of the photographs is my grandmother praying. And the other one is a pressed lavender in between one of my notebook pages, which I took a picture of. And for some reason, I put these two (laughs) next to one another. Who knows what that means? Who knows what that means? Um, You see, sometimes these gestures lead to other gestures. And even the gesture now of recording my voice to to tell you about it creates other reflections and it's really ongoing and I'm a bit emotional right now because like I I said in the essay I lost my grandmother yeah in September and I, I miss her deeply I miss her deeply and seeing these pictures of her which I took really moved me immensely so yes Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being there. I'm really, really thankful for your presence. It's really nice to think that I'm speaking to people and that you are there. I hope you enjoy these these recordings of the Attention Span newsletter. And maybe, yeah, I should uh, add some more personal notes every time. I don't know. Let's see. I allow myself to be more emotional in this episode. Let's see. Let's see if you will enjoy it. Um, Until next time, issue 5. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And thank you.